Amos chapter 5. Amos chapter 5, and uh, see, I think we're around verse 21. <clears throat> and by way of introduction, we'll read uh, 21 and 22. God uh, rebuking them regarding their uh, insincere worship. I hate, I despise your feast days. I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Uh, neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. And uh, uh, we're reminded just as we read this that uh, you, uh, you know our hearts, Lord, and, uh, and uh, you want us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And, and I pray that you would help us to do that and, and just to, uh, Father, to worship you in that way by, by your grace and by your power. And, Lord, I ask for the filling of your spirit tonight to minister uh, the word to your people, and, and I'm thankful that we could all gather here today. I thank you for the good services this morning, and I thank you for those in the nursery also filled with thy spirit, uh, those watching the children. And Father, we're thankful for those that are here with us online, and, and, uh, and dear God, uh, we're thankful for, uh, for our home in heaven. Uh, we know we have no uh, continuing city here, and, uh, and that you will come, and uh, and you are, Lord, the King of glory, and, and one day we'll reign with you, and we, we thank you, we praise you for that. But until then, we must, we must fight if, if we would reign, and we do ask that you would increase our courage for that, God, to stand up in this day uh, where, uh, where, Father, the light is so desperately needed, and, uh, and give us opportunities to speak to people, uh, to share the gospel, and Father, uh, to do that deed, that, that kind deed that might even open the door for that. And, uh, and Father, help us just to be careful to thank you and praise you. We thank you that you have uh, heard our requests there before you. You love us and you are not lacking uh, in any way or wisdom uh, to provide all that we need. And Father, we thank you. We praise you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And I do want to read a couple of missionary letters tonight. I will read one briefly after we close the service. Um, <clears throat> have a letter from the uh, from the Herzls in uh, in Vanuatu, and uh, Brother Jim writes, uh, "Other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ." Uh, the last two months have been filled with foundations uh, in buildings, uh, creation outreaches, uh, and salvations. We treasure your part in building on the foundation that we have in Christ alone. Uh, none of what has been done could be possible without your faithful prayers and support. Uh, one of our faithful families had the opportunity to distribute over 300 creation science books on the, on the Banks Island in Sola. Uh, there was a huge turnout, and every book, uh, along with gospel tracts, was given uh, out to students, teachers, and families in attendance. Through, all, through this open uh, door, God's word was presented clearly all through the following days. Pray for much fruit and continued open doors in this area. Pray for the next missions trip to the island of uh, Pentecost to a large school and village of, of Ranwadi in July. Uh, our third large building project has started and we have seen great progress towards the new. 
Uh, so the new classrooms for grades 9 and 10, they're adding that, that two more classrooms to their Christian school. So praise the Lord, amen. And, uh, and uh, this will give room for the school to continue to grow and reach into even more families through, the, through our islands. Uh, June will celebrate the 21st anniversary of the work here in Vanuatu. Amen. This will be a great time of preaching, fellowship, and outreach in, into our communities. Please pray for a, a packed house and, and the power of God's word in the lives of all those who will attend. Thank you for your partnership with us in this work. You have an impact in all that is being done, uh, your missionaries uh, to Vanuatu. Pray prayers for souls to be saved, the, the building and all that, and the anniversary along with that. Uh, and uh, it says pray for Steve and Lynn as they prepare for a medical trip for hip surgery, uh, border lockdowns, uh, and they praised about the books and things being passed out. And uh, we'll mention these before the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for Jim and Ari and, and, and their children, the ministry there in Vanuatu all these years. And we do thank you for the souls saved, lives changed, and pray that you would help them to grow. We pray that these creation books and the, and the tracts that have been passed out would, would uh, would uh, that your word from them would would pierce hearts and draw people unto you continue to provide father for uh for all they need and for the plans and, and and the building and and the anniversary and such and father we thank you for them we thank you that we could have a part in their ministry and prayer and some and support which you as you have directed us i thank you for the giving of your people father in that we pray in your, in your name amen amen and i have one from uh brother uh uh, Mike Meyer, uh, he, we don't support him. We, he's come up here a couple times. We haven't taken him on for support, uh, but he's he's a great guy, and uh, and we ha we had him here recently. Uh, how long ago was it? It was just within the last year or two, maybe. Yeah, it was it was what it was recently. But anyway, he has a, a uh, he does street preaching and, and 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 at the markets and stuff in Mexico in Guadalajara. And uh, he says, uh, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. On the streets of Guadalajara, it's a pleasure and privilege to glorify the Lord by preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've given out many Romans booklets these past few months to people in the markets and those standing in line to get their COVID vaccinations. <laughs> uh, we will continue to do so and, until the trumpet sounds and our labor ceases. I say we because there are others who help me with the work involved. I've had a Christian teenager accompany me passing out Romans uh, at the markets, allowing me to preach in public. Amen. Also, an Hispanic brother and his wife recently moved to Mexico after retiring from his job in the States. Uh, they wish to serve uh, the Lord in public ministry here in Mexico, and I'm glad they were able to spend a week with us at our home and on the streets evangelizing. Uh, pray for this Christian couple, uh, Rosendo and Peter Lopez, as they plan to return at times to Guadalajara to help us with the church plant in, in Santa Margaritas and with the market ministry. Another blessing recently of our street ministry has been the participation of Bible Institute students from Pastor Raymond Jones Church in uh, Catlin uh, de Juarez, uh, Jalisco. Uh, these are being given uh, hands-on training in public evangelizing we have seen folks say that a lot of gospel material passed out to the multitudes. Uh, I, he says, I am looking forward to what the Lord will do with this group as they help bring gospel, bring the gospel to the people through preaching, music, singing, and one-on-one -on -one witnessing. 
I'm also constantly advertising our Spanish radio station uh, in the market, giving them a chance to hear it on my, on my portable speaker. Amen. We thank uh, the Lord for all of those that contribute to, to Final Fight Bible Radio during their March Madness, during their Mar March Matchness uh, promotion, uh, and apparently matching the givings, whatever. Uh, we are happy to say that the cost of running uh, RCLF has been generously covered by, uh, for the next year. Amen. He says, I have the, the, the bridge card printed with the, with the station information on it uh, as a tool to let uh, people know about us. I like the bridge, I guess that's the same as the bridge tract, but, but uh, that's, a, that's a good track. This will provide a link to communicate with the people who are interested in hearing more about the gospel and finding a place to congregate near where they live. Uh, as always, we need your prayers for fruit to be born in the, day, in the days to come. Uh, he says, uh, and praise the Lord. He says, in his service, Michael and Carol Meyer. Amen. Let's pray for the Myers, and then we'll have our, our lesson tonight. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for uh, Mike and Carol Meyer, their faithfulness there in, uh, in Mexico. We know we start, they started over there on the West Coast, and uh, you've called them over there to Guadalajara now, and, and they've been ministering there for some time. And, and, uh, and Father, you have blessed them and used them in, in that market ministry, and, and we thank you for them. Uh, it was such a privilege to... It's been such a privilege to know them and have them and, 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 and speak with Mike the time that he's been here, Father. And God, what a blessing. We thank you for him. We pray that you would strengthen him, keep him safe, help them in their market ministry, help those that are being trained in the, in, in the market ministry and, and, uh, and, and bless them in that. And, and uh, bless the radio uh, program, which they've started as well, that it would reach many and, and, uh, and point them to, to faith in Christ, to, to, to a faithful uh, prayer and attending Bible-believing church, Father, bless them in that. Thank you, God, for providing the needs for that, even for the coming year. Uh, what a blessing. And, uh, and Father, we thank you for uh, your provisions for us here. You've always taken care of us. You have met every need and beyond. And, Father, we thank you and praise your name and help us to be faithful, Lord, with that which you've given us. And, Father, uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So last week in uh, chapter 5, we didn't quite finish the chapter, and uh, we saw that uh, we looked at some, some injustice in the gate where they do business for the city there and, and, and how that they were just all for themselves. It was all about covetousness. Uh, there was no justice, so you couldn't go there uh, poor and, and expect to get justice done. Uh, they were going to take advantage of you, and uh, the treading down upon the poor is the way that God put it, taking advantage of them. And uh, they were told to, to repent, to turn around, you know, uh, and, uh, and to seek good and not evil, if peradventure that you know, God would give them deliverance. And of course, then we saw that God uh, foresaw their continued rebellion, and he pronounced that wailing and woes to come of the Assyrian invasion, so much so they'd be hiring the farmers for, for wailing and, and, and things like that. Uh, and uh, God questioned them, why do you look for the day of the Lord? Uh, they had uh, believed that there was, would be a time come when God would give them deliverance and make them prominent once again, and he certainly will, uh, but there's going to be judgment before that happens, and God kind of showed them, if I came right now, uh, you'd be among those that are judged. You're, 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 you've, you've forsaken me, so uh, it'd be judgment for you, 
and uh, like, uh, like, run, like running from a lion and running into a bear or running into the house and getting bit by a serpent and it uh, wouldn't be good for you. And uh, so he, 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 he rebukes him in that sense and he continues here in verse 21, I hate, I despise your feast days. I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. And, uh, and so he, uh, he, uh, that word hate there has, uh, has uh, uh, it means hate and sometimes translated enemies, enemy, foes. Uh, interesting, hateful, uh, and uh, uh, it's translated enemies three times in our KJV, uh, enemy twice. And uh, it's a reminder that when we, are, when we walk in the flesh, really whether we realize or not, we're working against the Lord as believers when we walk in the flesh. We are, we are behaving like his enemies uh, in, in a sense. Uh, we're... We're aiding the other side, so to speak. Uh, James put it this way in James 4, 4. The adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is what? Enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now that seems, you know, we, we may read that at face value and think, well, that seems rather harsh. Uh, and uh, we may not feel anger or hatred towards God, we find ourselves in a worldly state. But what we're doing when we're in a worldly state, not walking with God, what we are doing is supplying fuel to the fire for the enemy. We are aiding uh, God's enemies. Uh, we, are, we are providing fuel to the fire for those who are angry and hateful toward God. And so in that way, we're acting as enemies. Uh, we see that reflected in the scripture uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3, it, Paul in the air there is talking about how we're all ministers for Christ and, and we ought to live accordingly. And he goes on and says in 2 Corinthians 6, 3, giving no offense in, any, in anything that the ministry be not blamed. That the ministry be not blamed. Who do people who hate God blame when they see a Christian uh, fall? They, they blame God. Well, it's that Christianity thing, you see. What we, though we're not you know, feeling a hatred or, or like we're, you know, we're shaking our fist at God, we're actually providing fuel for the fire for those who are. Uh, we're being an enemy of God uh, in that way. It's found again in 2 Timothy uh, 6.1. Uh, Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own master worthy of honor. Be a faithful worker. Uh, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. <laughs> See that? If a Christian's not a good worker at work, what's an unbelieving boss say? Oh, that Christianity stuff, you know? And uh, that's what they say. That's many of them. Uh, Titus 2.5, we see it again. Uh, talking about uh, the young women being wives, it says to be, that they are to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to the husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. See that? So when we fall... When we stray, when we live like the world, the first thing the enemies of God do is say, see that Christianity stuff? See that God they worship? And they blaspheme God. So in that way, we become an ally of our enemies. And we, want, we don't want to do that. Uh, we want to walk for God, with God, and glorify God. Uh, and uh, in, uh, in Exodus, and these certainly weren't doing that with their covetousness. In Exodus 18.21, uh, Moses was, was uh, communing with Jethro. I think I actually shared this verse for a different reason message this morning, but uh, he encouraged Moses to put, to, men, to put in leadership men of truth hating covetousness. 
place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. So uh, making it very uh, uh, important that leaders cannot be leading for money. Leaders cannot be leading for material things or for wealth things. Hate, not just men who aren't covetous, men, men who are hating covetousness, who realize the danger of being strayed away by the love of material things. Uh, in Proverbs 28, 16, the prince that wanteth, or lacketh, the prince that wanteth understanding is also a great oppressor. But he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. What were these leaders being? We saw they were great oppressors, aren't they? Why is it? Because they lack understanding. They are covetous. They don't hate covetousness. They love it. They live for it. And so they are oppressors. Uh, and they are oppressing, uh, oppressing the poor. And we are uh, to uh, put that thing to death in our, in our fallen nature. Colossians 3, 5, Mortify therefore your members, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, uncleanness inordinate, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Uh, these are things that, that, uh, that we need to put to death, what? Every day. Uh, some things, you know, it seems you, you, you kind of, God kind of gives the victory and you don't think about it much. You know, I haven't, I haven't thought about having a cigarette for many years. The devil will probably tell me with one tomorrow. And, uh, you know, he doesn't think he stand, you know, take heed lest he fall. But there are some things that just, just seem to go by the wayside. Some things don't. Some things we face every week. We can be tempted to be covetous moment by moment, huh? We look at that thing and say, wow, I wish I had that. Or, or wow, that's what true success is, you know. We have, so, and, our, and at that time, our eyes are looking at something that's off of God and, and thinking that, you know, that's going to bring me joy or that's, gonna, that's what it's all about. No, we can be tempted with that all the time. That's, that's part of that what? That dying daily thing, uh, putting that thing to death uh, uh, on, on, a, uh, uh, on a daily basis. Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation or your life, your whole lifestyle, be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The God who made all things says, I'm always with you. And I can give you whatever you need, where, whenever you need it, wherever you need it. So don't worry about things. Don't live for things. Let your life be without that. I will provide your needs. And uh, matter of fact, if you get too many things out of God's will, it's not good for you. Uh, and we see that time and again in the scripture and in the lives of people, don't we? And, uh, and we want to be aware, uh, you know, uh, aware of that. Um, in Ephesians 5, 5, the scripture says, For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now, some, and, and so that's true. And some would believe you can lose your salvation. You might take a verse like that and say, well, see there? So if you're covetous, uh, if you, you know, you're, you're, you're not saved or you lost your salvation because you don't inherit the kingdom of God. Well, the parallel passage to that, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, sheds uh, some more light on that. Uh, 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 and Paul's kind of saying, writing the same thing. He says, he, says, he says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Uh, by the way, uh, I'm righteous. I have imputed righteousness. Amen. Does a lost person have any righteousness? No, they have zero. Okay? Uh, I have imputed righteousness. If you're born again, you have the imputed righteousness of Christ. 
Know you not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. For such were some of you. He's talking about some of them who may have been dabbling in some of those things. But he says they're not that anymore. What is he saying? What, what are these passages talking about put together? It's talking about a lifestyle given to that. It's what you still are. It's what you seek. The previous passage says, or covetous man who is an idolater. Uh, that's still your life. You had never been saved. And, uh, and also, if you're a, that, that's a continual thing. And so that's what that context is talking about there. Believers uh, are capable of every uh, kind of sin, it seems. Uh, and yet what? We uh, also are delivered from it, amen, and, can, and find forgiveness. Uh, our state is different. Uh, when, we, when, we, when we become a child of God, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. We enter a different program with our Father. Our Father gives us a woman, okay? And, uh, and the, 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 the unsaved aren't saved yet. Uh, when you were, when you, uh, uh, were, were growing up, uh, and when we and when we had kids as parents, we didn't whip the neighbor's kids, okay? And uh, uh, we chased ours, okay? And uh, I hope your parents didn't whip the neighbor's kids either, all right? And uh, uh, but we become God's children. He gives us He gives us uh, the the rod when we need it, and uh, and He will do that. Uh, and so uh, He says, "I hate." Uh, in uh, verse uh, twenty-one here, He says, "I hate. I despise uh, uh, your feasts." And uh, uh, we think we see these two verbs joined together without it, without a conjunction, and it shows God's intense hatred for what they're doing. It's like it's like he he just finishes the one and and, and, and can't even can't even even stick the the, the, the conjunction in between because it goes right on to the next. I hate dis despise your you know, your your feasts and such. Uh, it's God's angry uh, angry about it and uh, uh, their their false religion. And uh, going on with uh, the trappings of, you know, of some of what they were copying from what was uh, still going on in Judah, uh, perhaps at the time. Uh, and by the way, these feasts that the, that the uh, they were having in the northern kingdom of Israel, they they uh, they were they were trying to copy some of the feasts and such that they had uh, in the southern kingdom. Uh, uh, they were they didn't uh, they didn't coincide with the feasts in Judah. Uh, in First Kings, remember. When uh, Jeroboam was made uh, king, uh, God appointed him king over, over the northern kingdom, Jeroboam. Matter of fact, God said he'd bless him. He said he'd bless him and, and, and bless the kingdom if Jeroboam would, would stay right with God. But what happened? Jeroboam didn't believe. He thought, no, no, no. It's okay. If they keep going to the feasts in Judah, they're going to want to go back to Judah. Uh, they're gonna, and, and they're going to kill me. And so Jeroboam had other plans uh, in uh, in 1 Kings 12, 32, uh, Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month on the 15th day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah, and he offered upon the altar. So did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. And he, uh, he uh, placed in Bethel uh, the priests of the high places which he'd made. So copying feasts, uh, uh, a feast in Judah. So he offered upon the altar which he made in Bethel the fifteenth day of the eighth of, of the eighth month, even in the month which he had devised uh, uh, in his own heart. So I guess that would be what following the Feast of Tabernacles or something he's trying to copy there. 
and uh, but not you know well they're going to go up on uh, on the seventh. We'll have a feast on the eighth, uh, on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, and uh, you won't need to go to that that one they're having in, in Judah there, the Feast of Tabernacles. You know uh, uh, you won't need to go that one. Just come a month later, and we'll have one for you. That's what he was doing, and uh, God didn't even recognize that those feasts he was having, even if they were doing them right, weren't ordained by God. Okay. Uh, because uh, they were just doing them to try to keep the, the people in the northern kingdom and from going back to the southern kingdom. Uh, God continues there in verse 22. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings or grain offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs. Is, isn't that a sh doesn't that make you kind of shudder? Thinking that... that that you're singing to God is, is making him shudder. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. It's just noise. Take away uh, from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody of thy vials. I don't want to hear that. Uh, he rejects their feasts and offerings on two counts. He's not pleased with the sacrifices without obedience, and their feasts were not sanctioned by God to begin with, but came from the imagination of their own heart. They set their own dates. Uh, they made their own feasts. They weren't even ordained of God, those they, those they were having. Um, and uh, they were from their own hearts. Uh, not that it is always wrong to offer a sacrifice to God from your heart when it's not specifically required in Scripture. Uh, we see that happening. Uh, David did that, didn't he, in 1 Kings 8.18. The Lord said unto David, Whereas it was in thine heart to build an house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thy heart. Uh, that was in David's heart to do. Uh, 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 by the way, God said that he, that he hadn't required that. We find that in, uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, or chapter 7 and verse 7. God says, In all places where I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me in house of cedar? And the, answer, the rhetorical answer is, no, he didn't say a word about that. Uh, David, uh, walking with God, loved God. And that was, a, uh, that was a, an, an imagination, a good imagination of his heart. He wanted to build a, well, I've got a house here, and, you know, and foreign kings have helped, helped me build a nice house and such. And God, God's exalted me as king. Uh, I, God, I, I want to build a house for God. God says that was good. But I didn't ask you. I, I had your son do that. Uh, but and so he so he put that off and had that for a later time. Uh, so that wasn't specifically commanded by God, and it was commanded by God that that was in David's heart. Now uh, Nadab and Abihu had some offerings from their own heart too, and uh, a little different though because they were offering uh, some incense to the uh, to the Lord there when they built up when they put up the tabernacle. The Bible says, and Nadab and, and Abihu, the sons of Aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not, and there were not fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Well, what's up, preacher? Uh, David did it out of his own heart, and God says, that was good. Uh, I'll have somebody else do it. Well, Nadab and Abihu did it out of their own heart. Well, well, God had given them what? Specific instructions of how the incense was to be offered they ignored God's instructions. They thought, well, we'll worship God the way we want to. We see what, how God said to do this, but we want to do it this way. 
God will be pleased with that, kind of like what Cain brought, the offering there. Uh, he knew what kind of offering he was supposed to bring, but he thought, but look what I put my hands to. Look at, look, you know, look at, look at, uh, uh, at, 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 at the things that I have, and, you know, and uh, other, than the, other than, the, than the blood sacrifice and such. Uh, and so when it's specifically uh, outlined in Scripture, we, need, we must needs follow it, amen, and, uh, and, uh, and be obedient uh, to the things that God, that God, that God, that God has for us there. Uh, what did uh, Samuel say to Saul when they went to that war there? And God said, "Destroy everything, all the people, uh, all the cattle." Remember what they did? They saved Agag alive and brought back all the stuff and the good stuff, you know. And Samuel rebuked Saul, and uh, in First Samuel fifteen twenty two, and he says, Samuel says, "Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices?" as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, know this, to obey is better than sacrifice and, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Just obey me. Just do what I told you to do. You know, uh, uh, by the way, his commandments are not grievous, amen, if we're born again. Uh, matter of fact, they're what we're seeking, aren't they? They're what we now want to do. And, uh, and thanks to the, the conversion of the Holy Spirit, he puts that, those desires in our hearts. <clears throat> and uh, and so, uh, so we see that. <clears throat> Verse 24. Here's what you need to do. But let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Uh, judgment. It's kind of, kind of the idea of, of uh, equitable uh, uh, trade and such. Uh, even a legal term on, or decision in law. A right, a privilege. Process, procedure, litigation, uh, proper, what's fitting, uh, and uh, uh, you know, what, what, what is right to do. What were they doing in the gate, in their business dealings? Just the opposite. Uh, you couldn't get a fair deal. They were after your money. If you're poor, you're going to be taken advantage of. They'll get, what out, out of you, you know, get out of you what they can. And uh, God says, I want judgment to run down uh, as, a, as a mighty stream. <clears throat> And uh, I want this repentance. Uh, that idea of a mighty stream has the idea of a strong, mighty, strength, hard, permanence, permanent, enduring. You know, the Bible talks about the snow melt, how it comes down and the waters vanish in the summertime. Why? Because it's just a little trickle. The snow melts, it comes down, and what happens? The heat comes on, and what happens? The, 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 the streams of the south vanish away, don't they? They evaporate. And uh, God says, I don't want your righteous judgment to be vanishing away. I don't want it to be de departing with time and the pressures of life. I want your judgments to always be like a mighty stream that still flows uh, in the heat of the summer, that, that is still flowing out and still providing water, uh, though all around is dry and barren. It needs to be justice and judgment like a mighty stream. And uh, God wants them to, to repent. And, of course, uh, he had, has foreseen that Unfortunately, they're, they're not going to. Uh, verse 25, Have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? Question mark. How sincere were you in all that? Remember that forty years there? How much worship was really going on there between you and I? Uh, obviously, they did offer unto God in the wilderness, uh, but even then, many times, it was not without duplicity, was it? 
unfortunately. Uh, in Exodus 24.4, we read about the offering to God, and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord, and rises up in the morning, he built an altar under the hill, and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel, and he sent young men, this is before uh, Levi's pick, uh, picked out among them, and, uh, and he sent young men of the children of Israel which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. They offered unto the Lord. Yes, they were offering unto the Lord in the wilderness. And, uh, and remember, they made the tabernacle. And what did they do? They, they, everywhere they moved, they, even during the 40 years, they picked up that tabernacle and, and they moved it. And they went through the feast and they went and they went and they did all that. I think I counted, I don't remember exactly how many, but sometimes something like 30 moves or something during, the, during that 40-year during that period when they moved that tabernacle. Uh, you'll find a, just that Moses uh, recorded a, a, a list of those travels. And yes, they were worshiping, doing the feast. Yes, they were caring about the tabernacle, but were their hearts really in it? Were their hearts really in it? And uh, we find from the scripture that, that many times, like, even like their fathers, many times their hearts weren't in it. And God is reminding them of that. You might remember uh, when, uh, when uh, Jacob went to his uncle Laban to get a wife. And his mom, Rebecca, sent him away. And, uh, and uh, he went to get him a wife. And then he had, of course, his, his, uh, his uh, uh, 11 sons there. Had Benjamin afterwards coming back, but remember he got blessed and he's leaving uh, Laban and such and and uh, and uh, and what did what did uh, what did Rachel do? She stole uh, Laban's gods, didn't she? Remember that? And uh, so Laban he gets all hot under the collar about that. Well, wait, uh, they, they've left and not notified me, and uh, so he he runs down. Uh, Jacob takes a little while to catch up to him. And, he, and, he, and, and they have some words back and forth. And now uh, uh, Laban speaks to Jacob. And now though thou wouldest needs be gone, Genesis 31, 30, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? So what do we have? We do. We have, we have uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the tribes represented there bringing what? Pocket gods. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Rachel's got him, you know, and they're bringing him right along in the journeys, right, right from right from Jacob on, returning back to the land there. Uh, and uh, and by the way, uh, it took them a while, uh, and they, they were still carried with him uh, when uh, God spoke to Jacob uh, after he uh, sojourned, carried the land for a while. He met Esau. And then uh, dwelt in, I think, Shechem for a while. And then, and then later he was called to Bethel. God said unto Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. And Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean and change your garments. They still had him at that time. Uh, these gods are they're carrying around you know see, Jacob found out about it somehow or, or suspected it put those away and uh, you, and uh, and we want to worship God uh, and that uh, uh, would happen uh, even later uh, we remember uh, Joshua coming into the to the to the promised land and uh, they get all those victories uh, Joshua becomes an old man stricken at age and he's getting ready to uh, go off the scene. He's, he's encouraging them uh, to go on in faith uh, with the Lord. And Joshua says this in Joshua 24, 14. 
Uh, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on this side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. <laughs> Apparently there was still some little strange god statues around in the pockets here and there. You know, even though Achan, was, God made such an example of Achan, remember that first victory at Jericho there? Achan said, well, there's some gold, some silver. That's a nice Babylonian, Babylonian garment there too. God said, don't take any of that stuff. It's, you know, it's, it, 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 it's cursed. And uh, they weren't to take it uh, unto themselves. It was, uh, uh, it was that, that, that first victory. What did Achan do? He put it in his tent. And what did God do? Uh, God picked him out, and, uh, uh, and uh, by, law, by the lot, I like how God does that, <laughs> and uh, picked him out by the lot, and, uh, and, uh, and Achan got what? They stoned him and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and buried him. So God made an example of him. What happened? Well, you know how time does. Uh, the days are evil. Time's not on your side unless you're in this book, amen. And uh, time will wear you away and draw you away from God. It's evil days we live in. And so they forgot about Achan. Uh, they had their false gods, and, uh, and they went on. Joshua had to, had to encourage them, even though they had such an example in the beginning. Kind of reminds me of a couple named, by the name of Ananias and Sapphira, huh? And uh, when the church first started, a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, Acts 5.1, sold a possession, kept back part of the price. His wife, also being privy to it, bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet bought a certain part claiming to have given all the proceeds from it because that's what everybody else did and they wanted to appear as as holy as everybody else uh and uh but peter and Anani and said ananias why has satan filled thine heart to lie to the holy ghost <laughs> uh and to keep back part of the price of the land whilst it remained was it not thine own after it was sold, was not in thy power. Couldn't she have done with it what you wanted? You, all you had to do was, was, was do, what God, do with it what God wanted you to do with it. He may not have required you to give it all. And uh, God would, if, God, if God only led you to give half of your, uh, or your land or not to sell it at all, God would be pleased with your obedience. Why didn't you just do what God wanted you to do with your land? Uh, he, says, he says, Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. Whew! We're supposed to worship the Lord what? In spirit and in truth. What if God started a program? Okay, everybody that doesn't come to my house today, worshiping in spirit and in truth, I will strike them dead. <laughs> wow! I'm glad God's not working that way today, amen? And, uh, you know, there's times maybe we get a little crossways with God, don't get right, right as quick as we should. You know, Ananias and Sapphira were an example. I want to appear, appear a, little more, a little bit more spiritual than I am. I want to make sure everybody at least thinks this of me, though I, though I want to hold on to this money too. And God says, okay, I'll just bring you home now. I think they were saved. I'll just bring you home now. I'm done. I'm done with you. I don't, I don't accept that duplicity. And, uh, uh, and yet, what, what does time do? We can, become, we can become used to God's mercy so that we, what, abuse God's mercy. Amen? We, 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 we tempt the Lord, don't we? Sometimes uh, if we stay, uh, uh, we get a little crossways with the Lord. We 
go a little cold and we stay there a little too long, what are we doing? We're tempting the Lord. We're, we're, we're tempting his mercies. Uh, by the way, you, we can all raise our hands. God's been merciful to all of us more than, far more than we deserve. Amen? And, yet, and so we certainly ought not to tempt him in that thing. Got to be getting things right, keeping a short list as we all have know and, and, and heard and said often. <clears throat> uh, so God and God uh, said the same thing about Israel to Ezekiel. As for you, a house of Israel, saith the Lord, uh, uh, go ye serve everyone as idols, and hereafter also, if you will not hearken unto me, but pollute, uh, but pollute, but you pollute my holy name, pollute my holy name no more with your gifts and with your idols. And so God is is uh, is pointing out their idols, uh, their idols to them. He he, he talked about them in verse twenty six, having borne the tabernacle of your of your your Moloch and your Chion, your your images, the star of your God which he made to yourselves. So all the while they were bearing the tabernacle of God, uh, they were what? Some of them were bearing the images in their back pocket, you know, or, or, or in their bag, or, or wherever, or in their, their camel's furniture, whatever, whatever it might be. God says, I saw that. I saw that. Even then, uh, your worship was, was at times duplicitous, and, uh, and uh, he, things don't, don't hide, uh, we don't hide things from God like that. Therefore will I cause you to go into captivity beyond Damascus, verse 27, saith the Lord, I'm going to need to stop here, whose name is, uh, is, is the God uh, of hosts, and, uh, uh, and what's he saying there? Uh, simply uh, that they're going to be uh, taken captive uh, by Syria when Syria, uh, when Assyria conquered Israel. The, the the realm that they conquered extended uh, far far north and and uh, and far east of uh, of Syria, and so many of the captives would be taken away beyond Damascus. Uh, and uh, which, which, by the way, at this time they had they had been given control of. Israel had well, it, well, Assyria is going to conquer Assyria. Assyria is going to conquer Syria, and they're going to control control Damascus and you, and they're going to take you away from the your Damascus vacation spot that you have some houses there. Now they're going to take you beyond that into captivity, and we'll pick it up there uh, there uh, next week uh, as we continue. Heavenly Father. Uh, I thank you uh, for your goodness and blessings. And Father, uh, we, uh, uh, we are aware, uh, Lord God, that we need to be watchful. And we, like anybody, uh, can go astray. And, and the devil is, is out there uh, pleading for uh, uh, chances to, to be at us all the time. Uh, he's, he's the tempter. He's the accuser. And, uh, and Father, and he is tireless in that. And Lord, I, I pray you'd help us to remember that, uh, Lord, and to keep our eyes on you. And, uh, and Father, to glorify your name. Help us to be just and honest in our dealings. Help us not to be duplicitous before others and before you. And, and, and help us, God, to worship you sincerely and truly, uh, Lord, and to grow in the grace and knowledge of you. And Father, uh, thereby to glorify your name and, and to love others and to love you. Uh, with, with a pure heart fervently and uh, Father please help us in that we do pray and ask it in Jesus name, Amen Alright so we'll have Brother Charlie come and close with a song and then we'll, I'll read that other letter real quick, I'm going to just take a minute or two and we'll be done, Amen <clears throat>